1: back to the Brandon Peters show and the closing of our second week of the summer of 93 at 30 it's
2: the summer of 93
1: at 30 today joining me for a discussion of the music video for the song Diddy by Paperboy returning to the show it's been a while but here is David Banks
3: hello Brandon hello America
1: and Hope the rest of the to... globe i i have oh oh and the world the I have world. i have listeners in europe and stuff so like you really? it's pretty yeah
3: ladies and gentlemen you heard it here awesome. brandon peters has gone international
1: so i know one of my five listeners is international we're good
3: we're good yeah, he's, he's crossed the the seas the seas there he is.
1: all right so summer of 93 uh this is your first of the two appearances you have here on it so 93 where are we at during the summer of 93 you have any kind of like Memories of the Even maybe early 90s Or something with it But 93
3: You You know You know um, We're around about The same age we're, right? Yeah we're like a year A couple year or two apart That's yeah Okay so in 93 I was a 13 year old kid Going into my 8th grade year of high school mm-hmm. And What I loved about Music In general From this 90 let, 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 I'm just gonna put it from early nineties to mid nineties, mm-hmm. you had a bunch of these sub genres that started sprouting out of the main, uh, uh, um, the, the, the main music, like rock and, you, you know, pop music and R and B, but you had the, the, the coming up of grunge and then you had what they called uh gangster rap. And then you had other types of music going on, so it was, it was a little something for everybody. Um, but at this stage, at this stage, my only focus for music was if it wasn't on Row and if it wasn't Janet Jackson shaking her ass at that time, <laughs> I didn't want to listen to it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was very familiar with 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 other types of music because of of the uh, MTV era or the, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you have any kids listening to this, but I think we should let them in on a secret. It's like MTV played music videos, kids.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: They did. At one point in time, they were known for music television. So uh, that's that's a little trivia question. That's
1: one of the things, that's why I, I, you know, when I started my show here, like I added, that was a, that was a big por- part of what I did was a music video because I feel it's like a lost art form, it a, lo- is. a lost thing that used to be regular. And now it's kind of been brushed over into my summer of series here with music videos. Cause it kind of fits because that was part of the lifestyle. Like my idea with these summer of series is to capture like a pop culture moment for the, the general person, like what their life was like, you know, yeah. pop culture wise, when they're going around, they watch music videos and, um, there's like all sorts of different transitions and periods with these and yeah it, w- it was a thing it helped sell albums and um sort of put the front what people were kind of really listening to like one mm-hmm. on one of the music video uh episodes <coughs> like tori brownfield pointed out like sound scan was coming out and that was a big thing because that was you know uh record stores actually reporting what exactly sold rather than guesstimates yeah. of shipping and stuff and it was like oh crap this and, it was, and that's where hip-hop all of a sudden went overnight into a success yeah. because it was actually being it was counted and that was the actual numbers not what some you know podunk person was wanting seen it was like no yeah. that's how you found out like certain like you know the rock game was changing The hip-hop was really a really it was not a fad it was a thing um, yeah yeah it was a new it was not new but it was always picking up steam. So it, um
3: it it was like an evolution in yeah. a way we kind of got away from the 80s hair band from yep. rock music and all of a sudden these bands like Pearl Jam and mm-hmm. Nirvana from Seattle and Yeah we're right
1: out. in that right now. This is really yeah. right right there um with, with is where we're at with that big changes in the music uh going on right here in that time. Uh, that would have formed, the, and then, then the decade would oddly go back to like a new version of what was, you know, the popular stuff in the '80s. At the end, with like you know, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, like mm-hmm. all like the the yes. the, pop, the pop girl in the group was a thing in the '80s, and it comes back in a new way in the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean,
3: look, end, look. so yeah, at the end of the '80s, you had what Debbie Gibson, you had yeah, Debbie Tiffany, Gibson, Tiffany, you, you had New Edition, New Kids, Edition, on, the new Kids yeah. on the Block,
1: you had all that, and then like. They just like evolve into these different groups at the end, like somehow it comes and hits big, which probably Brittany yeah. ushered it in because she was huge um oh, she from was, the jump. Yeah. Like Backstreet Boys kind of built. Like they mm-hmm. weren't quite over the top, but yeah, those those two probably did it. Uh, but um I want to ask you too, uh, so the movies discussed on the Monday episode this week. I'm gonna ask if you have any quick thoughts or opinions on those, but we just talked. we talked about Lost in Yonkers, which is a Richard Dreyfuss movie, uh, okay. exce- excessive force, which is this dumpy little action movie. Uh, I forget what the star was of that, but <laughs> he, it was awesome. Carnosaur, uh, wow. which actually comes out before Jurassic Park, which is hilarious. It's this shitty little. I,
3: I wonder how that did.
1: I mean, oh, it was. Couple, oh, it didn't play in many theaters. Um, yeah, it mainly didn't, it didn't a, sound mainly like a. It. Was a home video classic. They made three of them, uh, and then Posse, uh, the um, Ooh, Mario, uh, Mario Van, Van Peebles People. movie, which I really liked. Um, yeah, I,
3: I really liked that one too. That
1: was a really cool really western. That, that shit, I mean, I was in the episode. I taught. I was like, why isn't this one held up like Tombstone? Like they both kind of cover that same kind of interesting yeah. ground there. But yeah, I, I really liked. Yeah, Posse was really cool.
3: Yeah, I, I really liked Posse. I think. 93, and me and a buddy of mine just talked about this, and um, 93 to me, I mean, of course, I can look back with rose-colored glasses and and really dissect this. Mm -hmm. It was Steven Spielberg's year.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, he had Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year. Mm -hmm. But I think, 90. um, well, I'm just saying 93... Because, you know, we're, we're we're doing that year. Didn't Demolition Man... When did Demolition Man come Yes,
1: out? it comes out. So, Stallone has Cliffhanger and Demolition Man this year. So,
3: Demolition... Demolition.
1: It's in the fall.
3: Demolition Man. I have a soft spot in my heart oh, for Demolition Man. It's great. I really do. I really do. I love that film so much. I can watch it at least once a week.
2: Yeah.
3: I and, mean,
1: Stallone had a good year. The cliffhanger's quite good, too. And I like Demolition Man probably better than Cliffhanger. But... Uh it's yeah, he had a good he had, Cliffhanger was a big hit too, but he had two mm-hmm. two uh, awesome awesome
3: movies for sure. And when was point point break? Was that
1: Oh, like eighty nine or ninety, I think.
3: Ninety, it was like 90. okay, yep. ninety. Yeah, so that okay. Was ninety, yep. All right. So cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, nine oh, 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 one more thing. We cannot forget TV, because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers didn't yes. they premiere in ninety three.
1: They might have been, yeah
3: in the I, United I, I, States. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 in the United States. Yeah. And, and they were huge. Mhm. They were huge. I remember that. And I remember. Yeah, it was 1993.
1: It was 100%, yeah. 1993.
3: And I remember kids coming home from school and wanting to watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I never really got into it, but it was like it, the it was,
1: last little kid thing for like I was too old cuz I was like I think I was in 6th grade. I was like yeah. too old to be watching it, but I was kind of into like it was like freaking transforming robots. You put them together and they fight, like kaiju stuff. I'm like, I'm in. I don't I care did, how I, little kid is. I'm in. And the Pink I Ranger was hot. It. She was fire.
3: So I couldn't get it. Yeah, no, that is true. I couldn't get into it too much because you know uh, you could I could see the zipper, you know, in, yeah. in, the, in the costumes, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was just certain things that kind of. Irritated me about that a
1: little bit But you know, whatever During that time we were jamming out to Diddy Or not Um, It
2: was the the lead lead single
1: From Paperboy's debut album Called The Nine Yards Which was released on my sister's 6th birthday So, earlier in the year uh, The other single from that album being Bumpin, parentheses Adaptation of Humpin I listened to it I'd never heard it before in my life
3: I don't oh.
1: think nobody else did either. Um, Diddy, though, is sample. It, it features a sample of uh, Zap's uh, Do Wah Diddy, Blow That Thing. And it peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it's Paperboy's only song to do so. The album, the, the full album, uh, peaked at number 48 on the Billboard 200. The single is certified platinum. The album is certified gold. So nobody wanted mm-hmm. to hear the rest of whatever paperboy was doing uh yeah. was nominated for a grammy for best rap solo performance losing to let me ride by dr dre the other nominees were just the Pimpin' in me by sir mix a lot roughneck by mc light and stand by your man by ll cool j uh, uh
2: interesting some
3: classics Interes- right there
1: Yeah, interesting tidbit here. Paperboy was on Salt and Peppa's label, and he was supposed to be like the next big thing from that label. Mm -hmm. And it and started out okay because Diddy was a hit, but um, this song apparently was supposed to be like a rump shaker type song, or uh, the next bust to move. But like people, lyrics changed and kind of the vibe changed a bit, so it was less dirty. even though it's still there's still uh, thoughts of it there, but uh, David, thoughts on the song.
3: Paper- the the song had a West Coast flavor to it. Okay. If if you listen to, I mean, this was the era of West Coast rap music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, you just mentioned Dr. Dre. had you know, the Chronic, uh, probably about a year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snoop Dogg will come out. Uh, well, well, Snoop Doggy Dogg. He had debuted already. His solo album was about to drop. Mm-hmm. This was sort of like a, a G-Funk type of song, if you really listen to it. it had, if, if you listen to Regulator. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's very Warren G-like. Yeah, Very
3: Warren G-like. Warren G was the
1: better version, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was the better version. But it had it had a West Coast flavor. I mean, if you watch the video, it was very West coast
2: mm-hmm. if
3: the, if that's a word. I'm I'm not gonna lie, it, it was a decent song, but I can I can honestly see why people didn't really grab a hold of it like they was hoping. For. Yeah,
1: it's it's very passing along the way kind of thing. Like yeah. I I missed this one. Like I I didn't discover this one till like later in the '90s, and I really liked it. It was a cool little cool little easy going jam. But like I don't know, I was I've always had, I had these like waves with like rap. Like I knew all of the the death row guys, like, because they were in your face, like you could not avoid yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Dre, Snoop Dogg, all of them. You couldn't. It was Warren G's Regulate G Funk era that got me in like a like from because like I listened to like Hammer and Vanilla Ice back then, yeah. and you know yeah. like that, then then Dry Spell, and then I guess Coolio, but I don't, man, I don't count him. But like Warren <laughs> G G Funk era, that thing, I I wore that that CD out uh, when that came out. So that one got me kind of back into like rap, but I didn't pick it up then. It was like later in the nineties, I heard this and I was like, Oh, yeah. what was this? I'm like, Oh, that came out then. And so
3: I'm, I'm going to be know. honest with you. I, I don't remember this song at all. <laughs> I, I, I
1: don't remember.
3: I'm, I'm sorry, America, yeah. but I, yeah, I don't, I really yeah. don't. But um, I, when I listened to it, I was I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Oh, this, this is not it's too really bad." Really
1: catchy. Catchy easy like like you you know it like and you want like it's it's a song that if you have a disc playing and you hear it once you're like, "I'm going to put it one more time before we move on." Like it, it's kind of got that Yeah.
3: that, that easygoing and, nature. And you mentioned that he was on the same level as Salt and Pepper, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they mm-hmm. were either they was already out with uh Shoop or they was coming out with sheep? yeah,
2: yep.
1: I think that was around this time. Yeah, right
3: around they, they were.
1: Yeah, they had. I mean, they probably dropped the previous year and took the world by storm because the Paperboy album came out in January. So I imagine Salt and Pepper were dominating here in the '92 ish or something like that. Yeah, because the ones dominating the charts, which is a group that people might not remember, but SWV, they were. They had like. Hit hit they had they had a Man. big ninety three they have so as we go through the summer here in the thing like I they had three songs come in and out of the top ten within the summer of ninety three like of Casey Kasem's top ten I don't do the Billboard top ten but Casey Kasem that's the radio request so that's kind of yeah you know what that goes with but yeah the SWV
3: was hot I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tell you like I grew up in like the inner city and so. When the SWV dropped. When they especially when they dropped their song week.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. That's just during the summer.
3: You don't know how many girls would huddle around in a circle next to their <laughs> lockers trying to sing that song. I gotcha. It was hilarious. But their the SWV, they I don't think they get their flowers, man. I, no, that's and, what I'm that,
1: saying. They were huge in this moment. But then like when people look back, they're probably like salt pepper peppa, probably thinking in vogue, like but then oh, like yeah. SWV, they they were dominant. Like th- maybe they just didn't have like the staying power with their next following albums. But man, this one they were on right here was the biggest thing.
3: I mean, what what they had um, week they had that uh oh god that one song where they sampled Human Nature. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember that song. I know they're gonna bash me for it. Downtown. Uh, was on that album. Uh, the, it was the first one, and it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. I still listen to that today. Yeah, I, I still, yeah, I, I still got a couple of SWV songs on my a, It's about right now. time.
1: Yeah, I remember that album cover. Yeah, it's about yeah, time. It right, yeah. Here. Yeah, it seven, right here. Yeah, had here. That's a song. S- seven singles on that album. Like it's, I mean, that used to happen more often than that back in the day. But yeah, uh, then they, oh, they had a re-release. They had right here and Human Nature released as
3: one later on. That was uh, on their Free Willy soundtrack. That yeah, was, that's, that's right. Okay. And then um, they had another song that was on that album that was on the Above the Rhythm album. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the, the name passes me by, but yeah, SWP doesn't get their flowers at yeah. all. Man. It's about time that they did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unlike like Paperboy where we are <laughs> time yeah, up yeah. Here. Like, and we talk right,
3: about SWV about me. Paperboy um I can't so, believe Paperboy Paperboy uh uh Diddy got nominated for a Grammy Yeah, that shocked Grammy. me. Yeah, that's big. That shocked me.
1: Yeah, they push I mean if it's a if it's a new label and they were hitting with Salt and Pepper they probably had the money and pushed to try to get one of their other artists there with the hit from the year which is crazy like I think you know what's probably Paperboy's <laughs> issue is this is he's missing the boat on what would happen later in the nineties and through the two thousands where there wasn't a lot of like guest stuff being done on people's albums. So like it wasn't made, made a big deal of it. And like he had, he been in a different era. He probably could have got on other people's songs, had a lot more involvement, staying power. Um, and that, that probably would have helped him in a different era.
3: Yeah. He had a really nice flow. If you listen to that song, it has a real nice flow. Mm -hmm. The brother can rap, but it was, he was, yeah, like you said, he was in the wrong era.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He was, he was in the matter of fact, if he was on a few years earlier, doing maybe the Hammer, MC Hammer type of, yeah, you know, era, he he probably would have been a lot more successful. Yeah, than he sounds he was. like,
1: he, and he has got, he's got a sound that's like, like all audiences friendly sounding. Like it's he's not mm-hmm. intimidating. He's very smooth. Like, is like the type that if you were like in the car with your parents, they might not have minded your. <laughs>
3: Yeah, hop song yeah. played, you know? Yeah, very might have uh, been
1: strike against him, but I think there's a smoothness. It's it's a smoothness that offers that. It's not welcoming that, but it's like a smoothness that's like, okay, that's kind of pleasant sounding.
3: Very DJ Jazzy Jeff and the First Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, that 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 type of family-friendly right. rap music, as, as I would say.
1: Yeah, so this video, the director of this is unknown. I dug and dug and dug. I couldn't find...
3: The name of the director. If, if you can't find it, then it had to be a friend or a family member. Which, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this is. I mean, this is a product of the music video era. There's a lot of models, directors, and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff that just nobody knows who they are. Disappeared to time. Like, who is this person? Where'd they go? Like, who directed? Someone directed this. What they do? So, yeah. uh, but it's a, it's a party hangout. So there's there's some sepia tone footage in here. Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's dancing. There's uh rings close up girls yeah. in bathing suits people bopping up and down with their hands in the air it's,
3: um, the, t- it's the typical video at that time man for, yeah. for west coast rap well there's, I mean, it w-
1: there's like him with a clips of him with a cow in like meadows and then there's a this hard steelworking part with sparks and
3: stuff, and then they was trying too hard. Man. A
1: beach, a warehouse concert, like check. There's a check cashing place. I'm like, okay, you're either
3: you're, you're either in southern I about that.
2: you're
1: either in southern California or you're in Pittsburgh. Where are you at?
3: Like, I forgot about the check cashing place. Yeah, no. th- look, look, man, look that that was a hangout spot in, in, in the inner city. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. people. People would get their checks and just go straight to the check cashing place, and they would just hang out because so they had a uh, liquor store right next door. I mean,
2: i
1: I lived in the I lived in the Valley in mid to late two thousands, and those places were like every five stores on a on a block. Like it's, it's
3: and always next door. You had a liquor store, so once you cash that, that check, you go right next door and get you a pint of gin or yep. vodka, and then liquor on a store. Friday, yeah,
1: yeah. there'd be a check cashing place, pawn shop, liquor store, bail bonds. Boom. Right there. There
3: you go. Everywhere you can spend your money. They had it right there in one spot. Yep. That's what they did. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, I um, love it.
1: But yeah, there's a little kid dancing in it towards the end and then you know, yeah, it's just a I don't know, it's just a hangout. A lot a lot of the rap videos, the rap videos don't really take off in terms of not being anything other than like hanging out till yeah. like the Fugees and like Diddy and Biggie like really start going big. Um,
3: the, the stuff. I remember, I mean, you go back to uh, nothing but a G thing that was a house party. Mm-hmm. That's that's of. the
1: uh, that's the video next week, actually. Oh, that's the video
3: next week. <laughs> that's the video next week, yeah. So, okay, well, I'm not, I'm, I'll be quiet about that. Let's yeah. talk about it. Um, but the video that I remember that kind of took it to that next level was. California Love, Tupac, yeah. the, the, the Mad Max. Right. They had two versions of the video: the remix and the original. Right. And I, the I think the remix had the house party vibe, but the original had the Mad Max with the Dre with it. the
1: eye patch, right? Yeah, Dre with yep. the eye patch. Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the first rap video that I remember yeah. taking it to that level of yep. production.
1: Early in the, when I, uh, in the first year of the show, I did uh, Ready or Not by the Fugees, and that was like the most expensive, like, one of the most expensive videos and the most expensive hip-hop video, like, of all really? time. Yeah, it's when they, they took it. And that is, like, the first one with, like, helicopters and stuff, and then, like, yeah. Diddy, Diddy season is like, oh, shit.
3: Well, oh, yeah, I can top that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. And,
1: and then, then they finally they they get into some things. But then it becomes like the the rap videos just want to show you how much money they have a lot of times, rather than trying mm-hmm. to do something with like a story, like other artists might do, or some like avant garde stuff. They're like, we have like a billion lights behind us, and we're gonna dance in front of them, or pretty much wear our pretty- styling clothes. Like that's what that's what they do. So there's not much to talk about with them, but it is an era and a vibe and something you just you liked watching. Like you were like, "Cool, I like this rich guy showing off his stuff, which he's probably not he's probably getting ripped off by his studio, but he gets a big <laughs> big loan to do these fancy things." Yeah. Um which is a that's a whole another topic about.
3: No, no, I get yeah. it. I mean, I mean yeah. you had directors at that young directors who went on to mm-hmm. do big things like F Gary Gray. Yep, started off um, with that uh, hype. Williams, mm-hmm. I think Brett Ratner started Brett Ra- off. Yep.
1: Brett Ratner, Michael Bay, Spike Jones, yeah. like all these guys. David Fincher, they're all music yeah. video. Uh, a lot of music video directors, and there's some other ones too that pop up here and there too. They're like a Steve Barron. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that come from music videos. Like it's it's an art form, and they, you know some people bring it to their stuff, and mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's just cool stuff. But yep. Yeah, uh, so like Paperboy, Diddy, um, pop it on, go. Oh yeah, it's a cool song.
3: And then that's yeah, that's what <laughs> you've heard. It. I, I'm, like like I said before, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I, I was I stunned. Didn't. I was like, oh
1: david you don't like you didn't know Paperboy did it. Like I felt like I failed. I was like, damn. No, no, like, no. I thought no, I was I, giving you a treat. I was like, oh, he's no, gonna get
3: Diddy. No, 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 no. Let's peel back the curtain a little bit here. Yeah. No, when when you when you gave me the song, I was like, did he type that wrong? Did he mean Diddy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, I don't remember this guy. And he's like, You can message me back. To me. You don't remember Paperboy? I was like, No. So I would literally, right after I got done talking to you, I was messaging friends of mine. I was like, you remember this song, Paperboy by Diddy? And they was like, Yes. I was like, What the hell? What, what was I on in 93? I was like, Jesus Christ, man. What did I miss? everybody's
1: so, got blind spots nobody's perfect everybody
3: heard the song i was like i do not remember it i'm sorry oh i apologize i apologize oh but i good. said i would listen to it and i did and i was like oh okay okay yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. One, you know the epitome of a one-hit wonder right
1: yeah oh yeah yep well this is it
3: <laughs> yeah, because i think he dropped two more albums one in 96 mm-hmm. and another one in the early 2000s that didn't yeah. Yeah, they, they 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 went what rock. Okay. <laughs> they, didn't go, they didn't go gold, they went rock. Oof, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they went dollars made. That's yeah, right. there you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, so anyway, that'll wrap us up. Dave, thanks for coming on here. Uh you'll be back in another couple of weeks. Uh wh- what you got going on? Where can people keep up with you?
3: Um, you can keep up with me on my social media pages. either on Facebook. Just look me up at uh, David Banks. Um, you can look me up on IG. Those are my main two IGs Aquarius made 80. Um, I do want to say that I will be, um, going back into the podcasting world. All right. Um, I got some good ideas and projects that I am. I'm doing this all myself. Uh, so I'm learning all the technical aspects of editing and sound and everything else like that. So I'm doing two projects, Uh, um, taking my time with it. So I can't give away nothing right now, but, um, one of them is very near and dear to my heart. And the other one is for fun. So I can't wait to start these and I'm very excited about it. I really am. Awesome.
1: I can't wait to see what they are. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at brandon 4 khd We're working at whysoblue.com. Uh, next, uh, come back Monday. Uh, Monday, Scott, Aaron, and I will be discussing uh, such wonderful classics like Sliver and Hot Shots Ooh. Part Deux and uh, like Water for Chocolate. Oh, and I guess Carnistore is this next week. So, um, oh, is it? Yep, that's where we... We'll i have to, yeah. listen to that. So we'll be... Uh, discussing those movies and more and then back on friday for nothing but a g thing but until then stay film
2: positive it's the summer of 93 at 30
0: thank you for listening the brandon peters show is a creative zombie studios production produced by brad shoemaker and brandon peters written and edited by brandon peters announcer vocals by Jessica Alzman. theme song by Metavari. web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters all music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended the summer of and news themes by Press Maxon additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.